Hi, welcome back. My name's Haley, and I am your chaotic witchy mama. On this channel, I really like talking about paganism, spirituality, and witchcraft. And I also like sprinkling in a little bit of how to include your children. A lot of my magic and my practices stem from mundane tasks that we need anyway, particularly as a stay-at-home housewife and a parent. Someone who's looking into homeschooling and we garden and homestead and all of that fun stuff, I turn it all into magic. Because for me, a lot of mundane tasks and magic are definitely intertwined. There is 1000% magic in everything and we just need to find it. So today I'll be talking about cleansing and protecting. I have been having a conversation with a friend of mine online about their particular living situation. And I'm not going to say any names or any specific um, situations to protect their privacy. But I am going to talk a little bit about some of the things that I've said to them about protecting their energy because I feel like it could apply to so many people okay so for starters I hear a lot of people talking about cleansing and protection like they're interchangeable like they're the same thing and they're not in my opinion you need to do a cleansing ritual or a cleansing of some sort and you need to do a protection of some sort and you need to invoke something in to fill in that void space that you just cleaned out. I would do it in a slightly different order than I just said. So I would cleanse, then invoke like love and peace or something, and then put up your protections to keep in the love and keep out the bad. And I'm really looking forward to sharing a few ways to go about that. So we're going to start with a few quick and simple ways to just protect your personal energy. So I think the first and most obvious one would be like a protection pendant. So, you know, grab a necklace or two, a ring or two, maybe a veil, a headband, bandana, whatever it is that you want to wear on your body to give yourself a protection around your physical body your personal energy keeping your aura clean and clear so there's a lot of stuff online already about how to make a protection pendant how to enchant your jewelry and whatnot so i'm not going to go into full detail but here's a quick brief overview of how you could charge or enchant an item for protection to wear on your body I personally really, really like veiling and I really like rings for enchantment because a lot of energy comes in and out through your crown, through your head, and you also collect a lot, a lot, a lot of energy through your hands. I mean, think about how many things you walk around and touch. Imagine how many things you're just casually collecting through your hands all of the time. So I really like protecting my crown and my hands. You know, kind of like how in the winter you wear hats and gloves to protect your head and your hands from the cold. Well, 
I'm basically doing that all of the time with personal energy. So basically, you grab whatever it is that you want to charge with protection. You lay it out on your altar or wherever it is that you want to do your protection working. I like surrounding it with herbs and crystals that have protection and or cleansing associations. But as you lay everything out, you've got to tell it what you want it to do. Like you could lay out sage and say, thank you for protecting my aura. Thank you for protecting my crown. I like using thank yous instead of telling it what to do. I like thanking it for already doing the thing as if it's already worked, as if it's already working. Because you know what they say, you've got to believe it. You've got to envision it. The part of the working is visualizing it doing its job. So as I'm doing the working, I'm doing the working as if it's already done, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Like when they say, if you want a million dollars, you got to act like you got a million dollars and then you'll attract a million dollars. Similar concept here for me anyway. And you could lay out, you know, your black crystals. I like particularly black obsidian for reflection and return to sender. I'll lay out a black obsidian and I'll tell it, thank you for reflecting this energy back to its owner. Thank you for sending it back. Lay out some lavender and say, thank you for protecting my spiritual energy while I'm mentally asleep. That's one that I really like. I like lavender for sleeping protection. And then I add in some sage for connection. Not necessarily protection, y'all. Connection to the spirit realms. That's what I like using sage for. And also, as I'm talking about using sage, I have to throw out there, I do not buy white sage. I grow my own green garden sage, and I also grow my own purple sage. So anytime anybody ever hears me talking about sage, it is ethnic, ethnically, ethnically grown in my backyard. Apparently, I'm not good at that word. I've got a stutter or a lisp around it, but whatever. Y'all get my point. Anyway, lavender and sage together, for me, I really like using them for, like I just said, connection and protection. Especially when I sleep because I am hoping for a connection with ancestors like my dad who passed away in 2013. Like any of my spirit guides that are looking to help me. I want them to be able to come through. So I'm not trying to be protected from literally everything. Just the bad stuff. So many people just throw out some hardcore protections, like keep everything out, and then they wonder why their clairs aren't working, their psychic abilities aren't quite working. Well, that's because you shoot everything away. It's all gone. You've got to let at least some things in if you want to commune with it, you know? <laughs> so that's also kind of where the lavender comes in for protection. It's a gentler protection than just telling everything to get the F out. It's more like, for me, the way I kind of feel this energy, the lavender protection energy, for me, it's more welcoming. It's like, 
hey, anything that's here for me can come. And anything that's not just won't be attracted to it. And then my other words and protections will help keep anything that happens to be, you know, coming by gone. Like anything that happens to, let's say, you know, like people walking by your house. Like, it just, it won't see my house. It, it's kind of like an invisibility cloak. Let's say that. I have words that kind of keep me hidden to things unwelcomed. At the same time, lavender and sage are drawing in exactly what I'm looking for. And that also kind of goes with having layers of protection. Like I just said, I have other words up keeping me hidden from you know, specific things. I'll get into that as well. Anyway, sorry, I'm rambling. Back to the point. You lay all your stuff out. You add, tell it what you want it to do. You light your candle if you have a candle and you sit there and you focus on it. And, or you can leave it out under a full moon, a new moon, or even a waxing moon like whatever moon you want all the different moons have different energy associations and it doesn't have to be laid out during a full or new moon you can definitely lay it out during a waxing or waning moon depending on if you're trying to bring in or send away something most of my workings like this actually last a few days because i i'll put my thing out on the table and i'll casually collect my stuff and i'll put it on the table one or two things at a time like first I'll lay out my black stones and I'll sit there and I'll focus on my black stones doing their black stone thing and then a few hours later I'll come back to it and I'll add the lavender and I'll sit there and I will very strongly focus on what I want the lavender to do and then you know the next day I'll come back and I'll add something else so over the course of like usually Three days, I'll start collecting and gathering everything that I want and need and putting it on the table. And as it sits there, it's sitting there charging and getting enhanced before I've even touched it. And then when everything is completely gathered and collected and ready, I will sit down and I will either write out what I've got and why for um, purposes of just journaling it so I have it for future references because so I just want to document everything that I'm doing, especially if it works, I want to be able to replicate that, right? So once everything's gathered up, I'll write down what I have, what I'm wanting it to do, and then I'll light my candle and I will sit there and I will do my meditation on it or whatnot. I'll let that candle burn down and then I will leave it for the rest of the night and come the next morning, I can wear it for my protections. For me, casually adding things, focusing on them, and then leaving them just adds layers of energy. And I'm not focusing, I'm not splitting my focus in too many directions at the same time. Because for me, it's really hard to gather like six or seven things and tell them all what to do. It's just too... I get too scatterbrained and it's just too chaotic, <laughs> too chaotic, too much energy in different places. And I just need to focus on one, maybe two things at a time. I can't do a hundred things at once. It just doesn't feel effective to me. So this is how I do my workings. 
It takes days to get it all together and then I just freaking do it and then it's done. <laughs> all right, so now that we've done that, it's time to wear our protection charm. And in the case of a necklace or a ring, if you have like a crystal or a magical stone, I've got a little chant here or incantation or spell or whatever you want to call it that I like using as I put on my necklace and ring and or whenever I am starting to get stressed out and I need a little uh, patience in my day. So as I put it on, I like to say, when I need to shout or want to groan, I focus on my magical stone. And then I just hold it in my hand and take a few deep breaths and try to forget whatever's going on around me, clear my mind. You can do this with any crystal or stone, necklace, pendant, whatever. You can pick up a pretty rock outside on the ground and use that as your magical stone to remove you from your own mind and calm down. I also have this little clarity prayer or incantation that I like to use just at any time for any reason, okay? Um, specifically, if I'm trying to get my points across and you need help vocalizing something, like you need to have a hard conversation with somebody, I like using this little spell, so. Pushing away negative distractions, bringing clarity to my actions, finding peace of mind in any situation for clearer communication. Now this one, you could program it into a stone or pendant or something, or you could just say it as is, on the spot, as needed. I used to repeat this to myself over and over and over again when I could feel my rage starting to boil over, okay? Because I have a little bit of a rage issue. I have ADHD, and sometimes I have some pretty wild meltdowns. I'm not going to get all the way into that, but this clarity chance really helps my mind calm down and not be reactive because I get very, very reactive sometimes and I don't want to. It's like one of those animal instincts that just boils over and takes over and you like release the beast and then you're like, shit, what did I do when you're done having said meltdown. Um, any of my ADHDers or autistics will know what I'm talking about. <sighs> Most neurotypical people do not understand, but I got a feeling I've got some neurodivergence in here that might understand where I'm coming from a little bit. But using that clarity spell really helps me calm down and it prevents me from releasing the beast as I said it doesn't always work and it's not even just that it doesn't always work it's that sometimes I don't remember I just get too far into having a meltdown of some sort that I literally cannot bring my mind to do what it needs to do to calm down so if I can't prevent it and like that rage does overflow. I just have to ride it out and then cleanse myself and try to forgive myself after. And as I've mentioned in the beginning of this, I've been talking to a friend online 
And I know that that particular person also has, like, ragey fits, like I tend to. And so if you've got a very loud, rageful mind sometimes, this really might help. If not this specific one or specific thing, find something that you can repeat to yourself over and over again to drown out all of the other sounds, because that's what this is for for me. Another thing that I like doing to keep not only myself, but my home spiritually and physically cleansed is I put selenite sticks and towers all over my house. Most people are aware that selenite is known as the cleansing stone. And some say you don't have to cleanse it itself. It's self-cleansing. And people use this particular thing to cleanse other stones. As do I. And I also put it on doorways, window ledges, in every room of the house. Or in every room in the house somewhere, somehow. There is... At least one, usually four, because they're in all four corners of all four rooms. The best that I can do. Plus, they're on the doorways and specific windows, especially windows with a lot of stuff and a lot of traffic. Like my kitchen window, where I stand here at my kitchen window all of the time. So, this one also has a lot of, like, the cleansing stuff. But not only... Just for cleansing, I like to think of it more as transmuting. It doesn't just cleanse and take energy. That's why it's self-cleansing, or so they say, because it transmutes the energy. So the energy passes through it and comes out better on the other side. It's like a filter. Like, think how your water filter. It filters out all the gross stuff. And sometimes you can get those fancy water filters that add minerals back into it. So it comes out good on the other side. I actually have one of those fancy water filters, you know, like it's cool. I love it. I don't care. It's definitely, definitely worth it. My fancy under sink water filter that cleans and adds minerals back into the water. Anyway, not the point here. Transmuting the crystal selenite in my particular opinion satin spar to be exact because a lot of people are like that's not true selenite it's satin spar anyway again not the debate i'm trying to get into i also have black tourmaline by all of our places where electronics are like under the tv by the computers where we charge our phones black tourmaline is highly protective against emfs like radio waves, you know, like Wi-Fi, basically. So the next thing that you could do is put up a ward. And my wards in particular are set up to basically be activated if something negative tries to enter. So think of like a bug zapper. It's bright light attracts in the bugs, but when the bugs get there, you can hear it go and you can see the light get brighter for a second as it basically electrocutes the bug to death. Um, I'm kind of doing something like that in my warding. If you haven't realized by now in this episode, I kind of use a lot of 
weird analogies or just, you know, whatever analogy I can come up with to help me visualize what I'm doing. Because for me, like a literal visual helps me work my magic. And having analogies like that or something visual like that to focus on, I could use that bug zapper to draw in what it's doing and kind of mimic that. So my words are activated when something bad comes in and it zaps it and then it just kind of sits there and waits for something else to come by. Now for wordings like this, you definitely need to do some sort of maintenance. Whether you keep a selenite crystal right next to it to transmute that energy so it's self-cleansing and charging. Or maybe you just add a little protection energy to it every now and then. You light a candle for it. You add an extra crystal to it. However you decide to maintain it, you should use that consistently. And you should have it set up from the beginning to be like how you quote unquote feed your spell you feed it its energy because it can't work like that if it's not like charged and running right you need it to have a battery so you need to basically create your own battery and or charge it sometimes so like I mentioned a second ago I actually have a crystal a selenite crystal near where I have my wardings set up my words set up and my wordings basically have a circle of black crystals around it a wall of protection and next to that i have my tea light essential warmer diffuser thing you know where you put your little tea light underneath it and then above it it has a little cup or bowl or whatever and you put water or in my case coconut oil and essential oils that is how I feed a lot of my words. So now sometimes you have to be more direct with your protections. And that's where people get into this debate on baneful magic or not. Like a binding spell, which I'm going to talk a little bit about briefly. But for me, baneful magic is not evil it's not black magic it's neutral all magic is neutral and your intentions are what make it good or bad and even that is again a social construct so do whatever you will with this information or not that's cool too for me i think of baneful magic as a little bit more aggressive protection magic still protection magic but sometimes you just got to be a little more a little bit more direct so with a binding spell there's a lot of quick easy ways you could do it like there's the freezer spell i have seen everybody doing i've never done it but for those of you who might be interested the freezer spell is where you write somebody's name and or their behavior on a piece of paper and you put it in a little cup or bag or whatever you pour a little bit of water in there and then you put it in the freezer and it's supposed to stop them in their tracks you froze them 
The one that I have done that I can relate to, though, on the other hand, is the one where you write out their name, all of the things that they've done to you, how they've made you feel, and so on and so forth. You basically write out a nice, long, hateful letter, and then you wrap it up. You basically roll it away from you, and then you take a cord, a string, or whatever, usually black for protection. Sometimes people use red for passion because you're passionately and aggressively trying to stop someone from something, right? But then you use this cord, twine, yarn, whatever, and you wrap that around it as well. And when you do this part, a lot of people online, they make it look super cute. I don't, okay? I, like, wrap it fast and hard and aggressively. Like, I'm using my anger when I'm doing it because that's the point here. You're releasing your anger and aggression and upset with this person into this letter and you're writing out the behavior that you don't want to see anymore you can even if you choose add to write in like what will happen if they keep doing this behavior some people do this in silence when they're wrapping it some people will chant something and sometimes it starts out like a written chant and sometimes it turns intuitive and you're just wrapping the cord and telling them, like, I bind you. You will no longer hurt me. You will no longer, you know, gaslight. You will no longer X, Y, Z. And you're just putting your energy into wrapping them up, tying them up, you know? Like, you're duct taping their mouth shut and tying them to a chair and telling them that if they even try to escape and come at me, then... Like, the world will fall on top of them and crush their soul the same way they've been crushing yours. <laughs> uh, you know, or whatever comes to your mind as you're trying to bind them. For more on bindings, I suggest you look up some YouTube videos or find it in a book. But I do suggest binding spells. And um, you probably have to do binding spells more than once. Because of the fact you're trying to get somebody else to stop doing something to you, even though it's to you and you're trying to put up your own personal boundary that they're not respecting, it's still, it's still very much a battle of the wills and who has a stronger willpower here. With that said, a lot of these people that need bindings or the people that we're trying to put bindings on, we... As much as we don't want to admit, we are contributing to the problem by feeding them our energy in the first place. When they start poking your buttons and you react, you're feeding into it. And this is something that I am guilty of myself. I am working so hard at just not reacting not giving them my power. And and so if you're doing a binding of whatever sort and then you're done with your binding and if somebody starts so if somebody starts crossing that boundary that you set up, you simply walk away. You retreat. You conserve your energy for yourself.
You grab that magical stone I talked about earlier when you want to shout and groan, you know, and focus on that. You do your clear your mind clarity prayer that I talked about, clearing your mind from distractions, right? Just chant something in your head to yourself to drown out the sound of these people pushing your buttons. Say, okay, whatever floats your boat. Uh-huh. And walk away and shut the door behind you. If that's not good enough, leave the entire house. Go for a walk around the block or drive or whatever you can do to get out. Now, trust me, I am fully aware how much easier said than done this is. But it's a practice, just like everything else. You have to practice doing it. And sometimes you'll do better than others. And when you still inevitably snap, that's fine. Forgive yourself and move on and just do better next time to the best of your ability. So as you retreat and remove yourself from the situation that is causing you harm, you can then focus on what you want to bring in. Remove yourself, cleanse yourself, draw in what you're looking for. Turn on some happy music and focus on love and focus on something funny. And again, easier said than done. But if you can, go change your mind space somehow. You've got to figure out how to start snapping out of it. I am talking to myself just as much as all of you. I realize I've been rambling quite a bit today, and it's actually about time for me to start wrapping this up. So, I think I'm going to finish today off by saying, don't slack in self-care. Because I have personally noticed that when my self-care starts slacking, so does my mental health, and so does everything around me. And whether you decide to do self-care with some magic or just some regular old basic self-care you need to do something for you fill your own cup because if you don't have the energy to put out there you can't do all the magic and you can't do all the mundane things and your mentality really does just start slipping at least mine does like i said a minute ago i'm mostly talking to myself here and if something resonates cool But like something in particular that I notice gets me out of whack is I drink coffee every morning and I start drinking tea in the afternoon. And when I don't start drinking those teas, like the whole rest of my day, even the next morning for me, is just out of it. It's goofy. My stress levels are higher. My patience is lower. I find myself not even wanting to do the things that I know I actually want to do and would make me feel better. So if you find yourself not feeling like it, even for your personal self-care things, just do it, even if you don't feel like it. That's another big part of being a pagan for me, is it's not always necessarily about the belief. It's just about doing it and the routine. Remember, routines can be good for you. They help, and they help for a reason. So just 
whatever you decide your self-care routine is, do it. Whether it's every day, every few days, every week, do it. Take a bath once a week or get out your coloring book or, you know, drink your coffee and your tea every day or pull your tarot card or whatever it is that makes you not only just feel witchy, but just makes you feel good. And for those of you who stuck around this long, thank you so much. Uh, We got a little bit real in this episode, didn't we? Also, I'm sorry, I'm clearly losing my voice, so please forgive me for the way that I sound. Until next time, I hope you guys have a magical week. Thank you.